we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for February 21st, 2022. And um, the next report is, it, this is just a picture, and you'll have to actually look at the PDF for this date to see it, but it's entitled, Trudeau can't delete a post can delete a post, but he can't delete a picture. The scandal is growing. And again, this just adds to the, the whole despotism, the whole insanity that is uh, Trudeau. He posted this picture Friday. It was taken down in a few hours. And somebody took a picture of their smartphone when it came through. And it was from Justin Trudeau. And it says, the convoy to Ottawa 2022 thing needs to stop they are dividing canada and we need to be united yeah everyone knows i am the prime minister that is about unity and inclusion oh isn't that wonderful that make you feel all warm and fuzzy please help to do your part to make this stop if you have family or friends that still haven't been vaccinated do not allow them to family dinners what does that have to do with the freedom I mean, I understand you could say, well, it was about, but it's like he goes to a, I mean, totally different subject in a way. It's like now we're talking about all of a sudden vaccinations and and totally ostracize your family if they haven't taken the kill shot. If you have family or friends that still haven't been vaccinated, do not allow them to family dinners. Do not speak to them. On the phone, do not reply to their texts. This guy is just pure evil. You need to do everything you can to make life difficult for them until they take the kill shot. I mean, comply. Sorry. Wow. You know, knowing what a satanic maggot this guy is, a devil from the pit of hell that he is, that coming from him is all I would really need to know why I wouldn't want to ever take the stinking COVID gene therapy clot shot. It's about all I would need to see is this one thing from him. Considering the source of evil, this tweet is emanating from. Then he goes on to say, Francois Legault has already barred them from Walmart, Costco, Canadian Tire, and giant tiger and many other places we are doing our part now you do yours and always remember that we're united united what under satanic principles and satanic edicts and lies yeah this is the kind of devil you know that they're dealing with in canada not saying biden's any better but Then we have this, proof of U.S.-directed energy weapons burn the faces of Australians. So now they're really up in their game. They're using these directed energy microwave weapons to cook you internally and burn your face and burn your skin. And only God knows what the long-term health effects of this are going to be. I mean, these people might all be dead in a year. I don't know. Okay, this is really, this was just breaking this week here. Military-grade weapons being used against peaceful protesters. Unimaginable. 
uncensored, unafraid, and unstoppable. Welcome to the Stu Peter Show. My name is Stu. The 18th day of February, 2022. We start this evening with this developing story out of Australia where an early report by Maria Z on this program seems to now be confirmed. That report dug into the question of military-grade weaponry being used against peacefully protesting citizens in Australia's capital city of Canberra. According to Z, there were multiple reports of unexplainable injuries, including burns and dizziness and other symptoms being experienced by large numbers of people who were in attendance at this organized event. The event reported to be as large as 500,000 people. Of course, that number diminished by authorities in Australia. A half a million people were assembled to demand a stop to these communist overreaching, dictatorial and dangerous COVID restrictions and vaccine mandates. Now, the device photographed at the event is known as an LRAD. According to an article by Rebel News, LRADs have been employed in military settings, such as by the United States in 2004 as a form of non-lethal combat. An LRAD was used against crowds at the 2009 G20 summit in its weaponized mode, which caused serious and permanent injuries. It was also reported to have been used against the Occupy Oakland movement in 2011. Now, according to redvoicemedia.com, the Australian government might have subtly declared war on their citizens by what now is confirmed to have been using these war-grade LRADs on peaceful protesters in Canberra. On Wednesday, this program was early, when we opined that it was an arms race between Canada and Australia on which country can be more totalitarian and repugnant in handling COVID protesters. During that segment, our own Australian correspondent, Maria Z, shared her experiences from that peaceful protest, saying, quote, I thought it was very strange because I noticed people with blisters and marks on their faces. But of course, the Australian sun is very harsh, so maybe some of that was just sunburn. Z said that she would solicit responses on Telegram from anyone that was present, asking if anyone with strange symptoms or injuries would report them for her investigation. Well, Maria Z isn't the only one digging into this. Our very own Dr. Jane Ruby, host of the Dr. Jane Ruby Show, which can be found at StuPeters.com, joins us now. So you say that you figured this out. It's not a laser and it's not a microwave, but some weapon was confirmed to have been deployed on peaceful protesters in Australia. So what was it? Yeah, it seems to be matching up that way, Stu. And listen, before the American people think that this is just a problem of the Australian people, uh, remember that uh, uh, this, this technology... All of this technology was developed by, you guessed it, the United States military. Uh, I want to separate out two things, uh, LRAD and ADS, something called ADS, which is active denial system, because I think there was something else used maybe in addition to LRAD. Now, don't get me wrong, LRAD systems can, be, can cause a lot of damage. They can cause a lot of mental uh, discuity, uh, confusion, and, 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 but, but it's, a, it's a sonic device. So let me tease this out. LRAD, as you said, stands for Long Range Acoustic Device. It's a sonic device or sound. It delivers live or recorded voice messages with lifelike clarity and directional precision. And people who've been victims of it uh, say it's almost like having the voice of God in your head. It's just so you know profoundly inside your head as a perception. But, but that wouldn't necessarily cause these blisters. And believe me, I'm getting inundated as well in my inbox with pictures and stories of hundreds of people who have been injured with these similar blisters and red. They're showing the pictures in the background of these people that have these blisters on their hands and their mouth. I saw one picture on Infowars. This girl's face just looked like she looked like she'd been like had a massive allergic reaction, like a, like an anaphylactic type of reaction. Her eyes were almost swollen shut. She just looked almost disfigured from this from this uh, energy weapon here. 
like burn-like on their skin, symptoms. So ADS stands for Active Denial System. This is a directed energy weapon system, like I said, designed by the U.S. government. For its, for, and they say it's for three purposes, <clears throat> area denial, uh, perimeter security, and crowd control. It's also called a heat ray, colloquially, because it literally cooks the skin. So let me, let me share with you an Air Force officer's propaganda statement last year about this. He said, for the first millisecond, it just felt like the skin was warming up. Then it got warmer and warmer until you felt like your skin was on fire. But as soon as you're away from it, uh, that beam, away from that beam, your skin returns to normal and there's no pain. Yeah, probably because your skin is so burned that the receptors uh, are, are damaged. Um, so look, at it works by firing a high-powered beam at about 95 gigahertz. Now, they're showing the actual military um, advertisement straight from our government on in the, in the background. For those geeks who love to get into that technology, at a target, like people, the ads millimeter wave works similarly to microwave, but Stu, here's the difference. Uh, because it excites the water and the fat molecules in your skin, um, instantly heating up. But the significant difference is that the microwave uses a much longer and deeper wave, right? It gets into about two thirds to three quarters of your skin depth. Whereas the shorter millimeter waves used in ads only penetrate the top layers of skin, uh, which is where most of the energy is absorbed to probably one 64th of, of an inch in terms of depth of the skin. But make no mistake, uh, it does repel human and animals. It starts to make you uncomfortable at about 111 degrees Fahrenheit. And it starts to burn your skin, creating these, these responsive blisters, if you will, uh, at about 124 degrees Fahrenheit, all the way up to like the 130s and 140s. And it does cause surface blisters and burns. But remember, you know, they're making it sound like, well, but we turn the beam off and then you've just got a few blisters. The, the important thing to remember here is that any, any breach of the integrity of the skin puts you at risk for infection and possible death. So you, you also have no idea what this is doing into you internally. Is it cooking your organs? I mean, is it, is it you know, we, I don't know. I mean, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, who knows what the long-term side effects of this are? This is, the, I think we need to understand the difference between LRAD and the ADS system. I've asked some of those witnesses to tell me if there were other devices mounted <clears throat> on the government or the military trucks in Canberra because I think it's a combination of the LRAD, which as, again, as you've, as you've clarified, Maria's done a great job clarifying, that sort of pushes people back and shocks them with the sonic waves or maybe these recorded messages that are so incredibly loud it repels people. But they've used something else to do with a heat energy to cause all this skin burning. And it's been through the clothing. Some people were wearing denim and they got burns underneath their denim. These people and live in Australia. They know that the sun is hot. They know how to properly prepare themselves for being outside all day long. These are Australian citizens who have lived there for virtually their entire lives, most of them literally their entire lives. Th this isn't sunburn that happens no. just unexplainably to these large amounts of people. No. And Stu, one other thing I want to make clear for people, these people don't just have the blisters on their, their faces, their lips, their arms, their legs. They have all the symptoms of radiation poisoning. Uh, nausea and vomiting, diarrhea, uh, uh, fevers, headaches, profound headaches, a weakness, fatigue. They are continuing, Stu, to burn inside. 
Well, this a lot of people would dangerous? say, well, that could be sun poisoning. Right. Uh, no, you know, and no. th Those are all the same symptoms of somebody who's dehydrated and was out in the sun for too long. You're digging into this, and you say that your inbox is flooded with all kinds of evidence. Plus, you're digging into the actual use of these things, how they work, how they affect people specifically. You've got some shocking stuff that you're going to be going over on the Dr. Jane Ruby Show on Monday. Nobody missed that. The Dr. Jane Ruby Show immediately following the Stu Peters Show on Monday. It can be found at stupeters.com if you're not a premium member yet. Sign up. Dr. Jane Ruby, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. So that would be actually um, tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to get this teaching up tonight or because I'm recording it Sunday, but I'll usually post on Monday. So anyway, it would be, it'll probably be out by the time you hear this. Okay, so the next report, medical treason killing soldiers, intentional harm, death carried out by military command. So they want to replace all the good military and the good police with their wicked minions and they want to kill off and um drive out at bare minimum all the good uh military and police force and law enforcement worldwide that's also part of the plan this is a weeding out process uh to see who will carry out these satanic orders against their own people so um we have this unprecedented remarkable times to be alive that is for certain god is working uncensored unafraid unstoppable the 26th of january 2022 welcome to the Stu peters show my name is Stu peters if you've been following world events you know that the u.s is right now putting itself on the brink of another idiotic war obviously this is not a war that we need to be getting ourselves into any more than the other 10 or so wars we've gotten ourselves sucked into since the fall of the Soviet Union. Your safety and well-being don't depend on Ukraine joining NATO. Your security won't be remotely in peril if Russia annexed that entire country. The biggest danger to you is not Vladimir Putin. The biggest danger, the greatest danger to you right now are the people sitting in the White House at this very moment. Those are the people who hate you, who want to watch as you suffer and who want you dead. Still, we of course support our soldiers and if we do get into a conflict, we want them coming home alive. The question is, do our leaders feel that way? The very people currently stoking a war with Russia are also doing everything they can to leave our military completely vulnerable. <clears throat> For years, they've been busy propagandizing the military with doctrines derived from critical race theory. They've deliberately cut down on the use of merit for promotions. They've let in mentally ill transgendered people and they deliberately try to attract more of them by offering to pay for their surgeries and hormone treatments. They're doing an ideological purge of believers in mega and America first supporters, and now they have their greatest weapon of all, the vax. Even last summer, the military was short several thousand pilots. And this is the COVID kill shot vax, because they, you know, when you go into the military, you gotta sign a stack of paperwork and they basically own you lock, stock and barrel. Um, 
and um, but the the COVID kill shot vax is really the the one he's in reference to there. It's because experienced pilots keep leaving for the private sector. And now they're going to purge hundreds more for not getting this jab. And then there's everything that's happening to the pilots who already got the shot. That's what Lee Dundas <clears throat> has been trying to warn everyone she can about. She just spoke at Senator Ron Johnson's COVID and vaccine roundtable on Monday. She recently sent a letter to the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, chronicling the many healthy pilots who suddenly suffered heart attacks, atrial fibrillation, pericarditis, brain swelling, brain bleeding, and even blindness almost immediately after getting these COVID shots being falsely referred to as safe and effective FDA-approved vaccines. That is a lie. It is inherently false. And this is happening in both civilian and military pilots. We'll talk to a civilian pilot later this hour. But in the military, Lee says it's being covered up. Because let's be real, our military loves to cover things up, but make a botch of it. When they were pulling out of Afghanistan, they blew up a bunch of children, and they told us that they were bombing terrorists. That got exposed as a lie in about 10 minutes. There's also a bunch of drone bombings in Syria that are getting exposed right now as pointless attacks on civilians that were covered up as well. And then there's the whole Afghanistan war, which they told us was going great and advancing our liberty or whatever, until it turned out it was all fake and a bunch of contractors had run off with billions of dollars as our soldiers taught Pashtun tribesmen the importance of transgender acceptance. So these are the people who would think nothing about lying to soldiers that a vaccine is approved, that a vaccine is safe and that a vaccine is useful. They absolutely would maim hundreds or even thousands of soldiers and lie about it after the fact. And it looks like that's exactly what's happening. Lee Dundas joins us now. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Stu. Uh, yeah, there are some pressing issues with the military right now and the word needs to get out. Is this medical treason? A hundred percent in my book, um, you know, treason is abandoning your duty and selling out your country. And in my humble estimation, the Department of Defense exists, at least in part, to secure the safety of the brave men and women who have volunteered to keep our country safe in times of need. And right now, what they're doing is the exact opposite. They are eviscerating military readiness. And it appears from what we've seen, courtesy of some high-level, high-ranking uh, military whistleblowers, including military doctors in various branches of the U.S. Armed Services, uh, not only uh, do they know this data, they're now attempting or have been attempting for the last few months to actually cover it up. Um, and that's what Senator Ron Johnson was kind enough to invite me and my colleague Tom Rents to D.C. two days ago, Monday, to speak about at the COVID-19 roundtable. And it uh, looks like they're hopefully going to be getting these whistleblowers, uh, you know, transcribed interviews and congressional testimony because this, this data needs to be known. Okay, so at this roundtable, I heard numbers that were shocking, devastating, yeah. eye-popping, jaw-dropping, you name it. Yeah. Uh, why isn't the entire media talking about this? Shouldn't this be the story of the century? Why am I the only guy with a platform that's talking about a roundtable held by a sitting United States senator where the Department of Defense is deliberately covering up while continuing to push poisonous and deadly dangerous injections on our brightest and bravest, our best in the United States military? 
Well, I think we can sum that up with the CIA project from the 50s known as, uh, you know, Mockingbird Media, right? The CIA recruited news anchors into their organization and planted uh, anchors of their own into news outlets so that they can control the narrative. In the 70s, uh, George Bush Sr. said he was abandoning that little program. And by that, he meant they would no longer pay for the privilege of controlling the narrative. But he didn't actually say they got rid of doing it entirely. And all you have to do is turn on the TV and watch Detroit to Texas, East Coast to West Coast, you know, parroting the same thing same place same time and realize our narrative is still being controlled with the exception of platforms like yours and if if i may i'd like to speak briefly to some of those numbers because they are staggering and inarguable as to what this vaccine has done not just probably to our civilian population but specifically our best and brightest in the u.s military yeah please speak to the numbers so this is what we're seeing out of the department of defense database they track all disease and injury codes. These are known as ICD-10 codes. And every time you get a sore throat, breast cancer, infertility, a birth defect, it's given a specific code. In the five years leading up to the vaccination year of 2021, so we're talking 16, 17, 18, 19, and 2020, those averages across those preceding five years were very consistent. All disease categories combined in the U.S. military, we had 1.7 million incidents of disease and injury across all disease categories in those preceding five years. Of course, in the beginning of 2021, the U.S. military mandated the vaccine, and in the first 10 months, those numbers shot up from a very stable 1.7 million to nearly 22 million. And it wasn't even the full year. 10 months, and we saw a 20 million increase raw numbers representing an 1100 plus percent increase if you take something like you know female infertility it was 2200 2200 2200 cases a year on average like clockwork in the first 10 months of 2021 it was almost 11,000 cases 2000 to 11,000 a almost 500 percent increase esophageal cancer things you wouldn't even think were perhaps connected right you have 39 cases 26 cases introduce the vaccine bam spikes up to 209 cases again a 430 percent increase anxiety is the final one it's working as it's intended to work talk about may not seem like a deal breaker to you and me right we're a little anxious we're a little slower to get our point across on a you know on a talking platform i gotta tell you you got an anxiety ridden uh top gun fighter pilot or a seal team six member with his finger on the trigger as he's hunting down osama bin laden you got a freaking problem anxiety was very level 37,000 cases a year, 37, 37, 37,000. First 10 months after the introduction of the vaccine of 2021, shot up to 931,000. Almost a million cases of anxiety, a 2,400% increase. These are inarguable increases. There was only one variable. The disease was introduced in 2020. The vaccine is what was introduced in 2021. And the military damn well knows what's going on. And here's the scary parts, too. In August of last year, some of these folks ran a report on acute myocarditis, which, of course, is, you know, the bellwether for what's going on with the vaccine. 1,200 cases when they ran the report in August. Now you run the report, it's down to 307. In January. So they're cooking the books. They're lowering the numbers, just like we we told you before. They're they're openly admitting to twenty three thousand deaths from the kill shot, which is unheard of for any vaccine in history. But that's only one forty one of the actual numbers. It's actually over a million if you actually get the real numbers. So again, you're just going to be lied to at every single turn with our wicked, sick, twisted government that's and that includes the the and i mean i don't mean all the people in it i mean the people in the military 
um, the, the, the higher ups, obviously the ones in the know, the, you know, the top of the food chain are, are typically the ones pulling the strings. And I'm not saying there's not a lot of lower level ones that are wicked and evil as well. It just, I think it gets um, a lot more wicked as you go toward the head of these organizations because they're the ones giving the orders. And this year, acute myocarditis cases, when they ran it, were 176. Now you run the report, it's down to 17. I don't know about you, but the only reason I can think of for a database to roll backwards, there's only one reason for that, and it ain't a pretty one. Do we have any idea who it is? They're just lying. and you know, They're cooking the books. It's all lies. They're not. They're just changing the numbers to reflect something that's not going to be controversial. Could be manipulating this data other than insiders at the DOD, high-ranking officials that have access to this database? I don't, I don't know that we know that yet, but our goal is to get that. And Senator Ron Johnson did the world a favor by having Tom Rents and I on for a few minutes on Monday afternoon. And I believe he needs to take the, the bit between his teeth and run all the way to a congressional inquiry on this, because this goes, you know, the people who are running this database, this is a DOD database. This isn't like Mother Earth, earthy, crunchy, hippie commune data, database. There has got to be an inquiry as to how these numbers are magically going backward and why. Yeah, uh, at Fort Rucker, the Major General there uh, could absolutely put a full stop to this at his base right now immediately, and that could cause a domino effect in the court of public opinion. Obviously, uh, the American populace would be completely outraged knowing that this is going to be done to their kids and especially to their military who protects our national security in times of potential war against the boogeyman that these uh, <clears throat> radicals have been trying, these warmongers have been trying to convince us, hates us forever, Vladimir Putin, he's not our enemy. Uh, and then... You know, now we're going to send these people off to die in wars that we don't have kids that are going to go die in them, but we're going to send yours off to die, and then we're going to poison them and eradicate them and purge them right. from the military if they choose not to take this vaccine. Uh, so the court of public opinion would call for an immediate stop to this right now, so not, not some long, drawn-out inquiry process or some investigation that takes us down a five-year nothing burger. This needs to be stopped immediately, but you know what the court of public opinion doesn't have? is the information that they need to actually call for that because the media, shame on them, all of them, Newsmax, Fox News, all of them with a platform have been lips sealed, zipped up, completely quiet, ignored this, turned around and looked the other way. They're no better than Lloyd Austin or Joe Biden or anybody else that is killing these soldiers. They know what they're doing and they're still doing it. That's premeditated murder. They're doing great bodily harm to these soldiers at minimum and they're doing it intentionally. If that's not medical treason, I don't know what is. Yeah, it's medical treason, and the, the definition of murder, too, is reckless indifference to life or proceeding when you have reason to know that what you're doing is going to kill someone. You don't need to necessarily intend to kill them. You just need to proceed, uh, and the average reasonable bear would have said, hey, we shouldn't be proceeding. And if you look at what is happening across the world right now, in my mind, it meets the definition of crimes against humanity, and it meets the definition of murder, too, in many cases. All these governor policies, all this masking that's causing our kids to drop down in fits of hypoxia and cardiac stands all of it, 100% the vaccination. And that's the beauty of the military databases, right? Is we've got a nice little data set right there that indicates, hell yes, there is something wrong with this vaccine. Hell yes, you can't have a 20 million incident increase in a 10 month time frame from a completely static perfect, you know, like clockwork level baseline for five or 10 years before. And tell me that that variable is safe. It ain't safe. This lays the lie out for the world to see. And it's another reason that we need to have a congressional inquiry into it. So the mainstream media can't cover it up. And you're right. The mainstream media is complicit. And by doing so, you yeah, the Congress is complicit too, though. <laughs> become a party to that injustice.
That's right. I couldn't have said it better myself. Lee Dundas, for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for your brief. Yeah, a lot, lot, to, lot to pray about. As you can see, the tentacles of this are just trying to um, infiltrate every single aspect of humanity, including um, the military. Okay, so the next report is entitled, FDA's Broke Pfizer's UA, U, EUA Shield. Sorry. Liability protection gone. Time to bring down the gavel. Okay, and this is Karen Kingston interviewed by Stu Peters. Uh, she was the one that worked at like one of the pharma companies and saw what was going on and got out. And now she's exposing them. Well, Karen Kingston is back with more information from her deep dives into federal contracts. Now, she says that she's found contracts that indicate the Department of Defense from the beginning was in control of what data went to the FDA from vaccine trials. If that's true, then it means the DOD, not Big Pharma, was the central figure in any vaccine cover-up. And if there's a plan to intentionally inflict dangerous vaccines on the public and on the military itself, then the DOD was most responsible. Of course, Congress <clears throat> gave immunity to vaccine manufacturers for any harm caused by their shots. But if Karen is right, then military leaders might be exposed as well. And she has another theory, that when the FDA approved the Pfizer vaccine under the new name of Comirnaty, then somehow it broke their immunity shield, leaving them exposed to legal and perhaps criminal liability. Karen joins us now to explain all of this. Thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me, Stu. Yeah, I, I, as you know, going through the government databases, I started looking at the contracts and I wanted to share with your viewers the three major contracts for Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and Pfizer, because it indicates that either with the Moderna contract, for example, HHS had authority to manipulate the data that was submitted to the FDA. And with the Pfizer contract with the U.S. Army, it appears that it was delegated to Pfizer to have the ability to manipulate the data that was submitted to the FDA. So I just want to dive in and show them some of the, these contracts. So yeah, the Moderna please. contract, yeah, which was entered into in 2020, is for about a half billion dollars. Keep in mind, the NIH had subsidized a lot of that contract. It was to produce 100 million mRNA vaccines. What's interesting is if you take a look uh, at page 22 of that contract, it clearly says FDA submission. The contractor is BART is uh, Moderna. They have to submit to BARDA, which is a department under Health and Human Services, um, draft FDA submissions 15 days prior to submission in electronic format. It goes on to explain how then BARDA, part of HHS, can then provide edits to that data, and then that must be submitted to the FDA. So this has never been seen before in any FDA trials. The head of health and human services does not have the authority to rewrite data for safety and efficacy. And this explains- It's just, again, Fox guarding the hen house, one hand washes the other, just total corruption. Explains why the FDA data that was um, shared with the world and the American people was so phenomenal, 95% effective, 100% effective in children, no serious adverse events. It is so far from real world evidence, what we call reality or RWE in the industry. How did that happen? It's because there were orders to cover up the truth. And that's what Lee Dundas said yesterday uh, or the day before at Senator Johnson's testimony where she said, look, we found over a thousand cases of myocarditis in you, August. You just heard Lee Dundas in the last audio. August of 2020, we went back in January 2021, and now it's down to 300. That's right, yeah. The other thing is a lot of these contracts are redacted. If you go through the Moderna uh, contract, they said, here's key personnel that work with BARDA, and they're part of this whole 
uh, safety and efficacy of developing these vaccines. All the names are redacted. The Janssen contract, um, that's for another billion dollars. That's based on a contract that was originally signed to make an mRNA vaccine in 2016. And I got to tell you about 60 pages of that 90 page contract are redacted. This all needs to be released to the American people. We deserve the truth. Now I want to get to the real uh, elephant in the room, which is Pfizer, right? Pfizer entered into a contract with our US Army for nearly $2 billion to make these vaccines. But what's alarming uh, isn't the dollar amount. It's the fact that people are now saying, we don't know what this BioNTech company is that the FDA approved the vaccine for. Well, it clearly states in the contract that this contract with the Army is based on Pfizer and BioNTech's agreement to manufacture and commercialize an mRNA vaccine. And then they redact that agreement in this contract. Well, I have a copy of that agreement from the SEC website, and it was entered into in July of 2018. So Should wait a minute. So so just for clarification, people who are saying that they don't know who this BioNTech company is, specifically those who are out here in the public purview speaking about this on large platforms, would they not really know or are they lying about not knowing who this is? Um, they have to be lying. I don't believe, I don't think very, I don't think um, world-renowned leaders in science and medicine are stupid. So if you look at the FDA filings, it clearly says, has BioNTech's name on it as the developer, right, on behalf of Pfizer. The contracts with our U.S. Army are with Pfizer on behalf of BioNTech. So there, there's this, this word game to somehow cover up and protect Pfizer. But I do have a copy of that 2018 agreement. This is what should make everyone's um, you know, hair stand up on the back of their necks. They go through the milestone payments to produce and commercialize a vaccine, an mRNA vaccine. Well, step six is enrollment into phase three trials. And then step seven is commercialization in the United States. Here's the thing, Stu. You don't go to commercialization without a PDUFA date, a farmer drug user fee act date, which is when you get FDA approval. If you don't get FDA, FDA approval, there's no commercialization in the United States. There's no deal. There's no agreement for commercialization of a pharmaceutical product that doesn't include an FDA approval date. So this was based on, in 2018, knowing that there was going to be a bioweapon unleashed on the American people so that we would panic and then need an emergency use authorized vaccine, which is the bioweapon, to then inject into American people. So it was all pre-planned. It was all set up ahead of time. It's all pre-planned genocide, murder, um, pre-planned profiteering, satanically profiteering. So this is this is just showing that this was pre-planned out. And also, in the Army agreement with Pfizer, they clearly state you're going to file phase one, two, three all at the same time. They clearly state that you are going to file a BLA, but it doesn't matter if you get it or not. Like these are the these are the, the, the statements. And they also clearly state, don't worry, you're gonna be have complete immunity under the PREP Act. But here's the thing, Stu, they got approval on August 23rd. I've shown the viewers the letter, right? And it says, you know, it's to Pfizer and they're getting authorization to buy on tech to manufacture and distribute
PREP Act. But here's the thing, Stu, they got approval on August 23rd. I've shown the viewers the letter, right? And it says, you know, it's to Pfizer and they're getting authorization to BioNTech to manufacture vaccine in the United States. BioNTech is the, is the manufacturing partner. And Pfizer is saying to the American people, we're the manufacturer, we're the marketer. And you go back to the agreements and you can see they, they interchange them to create confusion. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with Pfizer. And when they sent that letter out to the healthcare providers saying, we got FDA approval for Comirnaty and they put their little logo on it. I got the lot numbers from your show. I looked them up in VAERS. There's 51 deaths so far. There's 94 disabilities and over 400 hospitalizations from Comirnaty, from those six lots that Pfizer sent a letter out saying, we got FDA approval. These are the lots that are biological license application compliant with the approved Comirnaty. They broke the law and so did the FDA. The FDA is in a lot of trouble because they approved something that they called a vaccine, which by the FDA's own definition is a viral gene-based therapy, which causes the immune system to attack self and to produce disease-causing viral strands that can infect other people. The, the, the gavel needs to come down now, and these experts need to start advising our senators and our lawyers the truth. The documents mean what they say. The FDA approved Comirnaty, and Pfizer said they weren't going to manufacture it, but they broke their shield when they sent a letter out with the logo on it saying these six lots, which is probably about 12 million doses, are compliant with Comirnaty. Anyone that's been injured from a Comirnaty lot as of August 23rd and thereafter, or took any shots, has a huge lawsuit against Pfizer and the FDA. They're all, they conspired to murder the American people, and it's, <clears throat> it's irrefutable. And, and that's why people there. keep on broadcasting this nonsense about this blanket immunity that Congress gave to Big Pharma is because they want everybody to be intimidated into not seeking legal action. Uh, but the FDA screwed all that up. They screwed it all up for Pfizer. Yeah, the FDA screwed it up. Where they, they gave them approval and they gave them approval because on August 8th, Tony Fauci did a press release saying, well, if we get approval, then the mandates are sure to come. Good. Sue so, the ever-loving hell out of these people. They're taking your lives away from you. They're taking your livelihoods away from you. They're killing your friends, your family. They're killing your loved ones. They're coming after your kids with this. They're depleting our military. Sue the ever-loving hell out of them. And then indict them, try them, and fry them. Period. Indict, try, fry. That's what everybody needs to be. Okay, so we have that. Sorry, I had a little technical difficulty. I had to switch out my speaker, and I forgot to put the uh, pause button on there. That uh, was getting that, I don't know. This speaker will work better. Uh, okay, so let's go to the next report. Okay, so this next report is entitled Jabbed Injured Woman, meaning COVID jabbed, reveals there are 50 people at the CDC processing over a million VAERS reports. And this is a yet one more reason why there's such underreporting. And this is all by design on purpose. They don't want the, the, the true statistics to actually get out there. So you can hear, uh, we'll listen to her. Hey guys, so I'd love to give you an update on my VAERS report. I was contacted again today by VAERS via email stating that they had not received any of my documents, any of my doctor's names, any of the hospital names, and none of the information that I have given them, which we all know is wildly incorrect. So this being like the fourth time that this has happened, I decided to call them once again. Now, if you know about VAERS, which you should at this point, then you know that that's exactly what the CDC uses and relies on, on 
to like get reports on any type of V injury. Okay, so it's not just this V, um, it's on any V injury, but this is what they use. This is their system that they manage, they run and they use. So I get them on the phone and they ask for my report number like 50 freaking times. Okay, whatever. I'm being dramatic thinking that that's a problem, right? They finally get somebody on the phone. Her dog's barking in the background. We all work from home. Not a big deal. So I think whatever. They say they can't find my record, so they are going to call me back. And at this point, I just start like laughing and I'm like, okay, call me back then. So they stuck to the word and they did call me back. I believe this lady's name was Yvonne, something like that. We'll just call her Yvonne just in case I got it wrong. She tells me a couple of things that I had not heard before. Number one, if you remember correctly, I updated you guys a month or so ago where they told me the hospital never actually reported it. That was Vares who told me that. Today, I was told by Yvonne that the hospital did report it. Not only was I told that they reported it, I was told the employee's name and the date and the time and everything when they reported it. She was a nurse and she was told to report it by the doctor is what the report stated. And I was also concerned that my diagnosis was not in the report, but she told me that my Guillain-Barre, my pericarditis, my gastroparesis, my POTS syndrome, all of it was in the diagnosis. So that's a good thing, right? So then I get to the good stuff and I ask her, why am I continuously getting this, what seems like an automated email from you guys? And each time I do get the email, I think this was the fourth time, why is it a different person, like a different person collecting all my data? And why are you guys stating that you haven't received anything? Drum roll, please. She proceeds to tell me that in her entire department, in the VAERS database collecting report department, whatever she called it, there are only 50 employees. Five, zero, 50, 50. She told me that this is the process. They get the initial report. They start collecting all the data. They request data from us, which I've told you they did. They asked me for my medical records for 12 months prior to the V. So everything leading up to the V, I had to give all my doctor names, where I'd been, any conditions. And the V meaning the COVID kill shot, when she says V. Had hospitals I'd been seen at. And then they also wanted the dates of hospitalization, which for me, it was four different trips. Um, I think it was like 18 days total. And so I gave them, I had given all this to them. Once you give that to them, they collect it. They go through all of it. When they feel like they've got their pretty little package ready to go, they send it over to their nursing department, which has an equivalent amount of employees over there. The nurses then go through the package and they read to see if you were transferred by ambulance or um, if there's anything that could be missing in there. And one if thing I'd like to also bring up is she, she mentioned a whole bunch of the stuff she her health conditions, Guillain-Barre syndrome, I believe she had POTS syndrome, or some one other thing. I could almost guarantee you all that's coming from the previous vaccines. Uh, and I'm not sure, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm assuming that unless those started after the first jab, those came from as a result of previous vaccines. Guillain-Barre syndrome is, is one of the, uh, the main things that can happen as a vaccine reaction. And um, so... The health condition she's already got is because she's most likely been in the system, gotten every vaccine she should have gotten up to this point. And that's why the vaccine schedule is put into place. So you, you will get sick and you will have to rely on the very medical system that did this to you in the first place. Unless you wise up and break free and get out of the try try to get out of the system there.
they feel like there's missing, if it's missing something, they'll send it back to mm -hmm. Yvonne's department and ask them to recollect, which is that automated response. Now this process obviously happens multiple times because you only have 50 people working millions of reports, yeah. millions of reports, and you have five zero people responsible for- so, so it's no wonder there's such massive systemic underreporting of these stats. I mean, that's just one of the reasons. This data. So she told me that only one of the hospitals was listed on my report, which is odd because then later on in the conversation, she that employee's name that she read off to me was an Advent Health employee um, here in Carrollwood in Tampa, Florida. So they clearly had some of the data and they don't have it together. So I gave her all of the information once again. She thanked me and told me that they will not be updating me. They do not update people, but that I could expect another six to 12 months before it's looked at. She told me that my case is a priority case because of my diagnosis and that it's listed as high. Um, so they don't list it as priority. I guess it's like low, medium, high. I don't know. She just told me mine was listed as high, which means it should be put at the front of the list and it should be looked at. And I am far from it. She said that the hospital, the one hospital they had listed has not even responded with my medical records from them. So in other words, even if you're listed as a high priority case where they're, they're supposed to put you to the front of the line, it's still going to be potentially who knows months, who knows years before they even get to her. There's 50 people trying to process all the millions of adverse events and deaths and things like that coming in. And and again, a lot of those never even come in because the, the hospitals are suppressing it. Doctors that are on the take are suppressing it. I mean, people in the system that are profiteering and maybe they're just flat out evil, they're not going to be reporting any of these things. So, you know, this is a big reason why things are the way they are. So I, of course, told her I have 1,500 pages of records that I could give her, but she said it has to come from the hospital. Understandably so. But my point in telling you all of this is that I had mine in March and May. My reports were done immediately. Not only was it done by me, but it was then reconfirmed by the hospital themselves. And we are still at a point where it's at Yvonne's department and hasn't even gone beyond there. Okay, and here's the best part. These are her words, not mine, so don't hate on me. She said that once the nursing department is done bouncing it back and forth and they feel like they've collected all of the data that they need to collect, they then put it in a pretty little package and they shoot it over to the CDC. Once the CDC receives it, they then put their own doctor, nurse, lawyers, everything on it. They do their own investigation. It is them who does the investigation. I was told today theirs does not investigate whatsoever. It is the CDC who does all of it. Once the CDC does that, it is then used for their reporting, for their statistics, for their research, for their reporting back to, you know, the government. So I am a minimum six to 12 months out from even being counted in those ticker marks. Right. And you've got millions of millions of reports coming in. And you really think that the numbers they're telling us on the TV and everywhere else oh, that they're not telling us are accurate? I just felt that this was really again been saying this from the very beginning they're going to cook the books any way they can you know figures lie and liars figure whatever and that would be applicable to this and figures don't always lie but you know in this case you know obviously they are all of it's being done by design all of it is, is designed to be maximally slow 
as you can see. All the rigmarole she just mentioned about CDC and the bouncing it back on the nurses and the lawyers and all that. Come on. All that's by design so that it's, you know, one case gets through at a time or whatever. It's designed to be that slow. So the stats will just be very, very um, inaccurate and not even remotely what the reality is to talk about and to share with you guys because so many people are telling me they don't know if they should report it or they did report it and they haven't heard back um take it from me who was like i was told i was hours away from possibly being put on a ventilator if the guillain bray would have went any further um so my case was pretty serious and it still hasn't even been taken past yvonne's department i am nowhere close to being this mark. is i mean this is so indicative of a of what they want for humanity they want somebody with a medical file that has 1500 pages because she was vaccinated with all the vaccine schedules from birth guaranteed that's her why would she have lined up for the covid kill she's finally starting to figure out after all these years that maybe there's something wrong here the vaccines are evil they're from the same wicked pharmaceutical companies that are giving you the kill shot. They just weren't as bad. But I've reported on the on the mul multiple witches brew of ingredients that are all vaccines. There is not one that is that I've ever seen that is not a witch's brew of evil. Some are a little bit and the the aborted babies, the culturing of aborted babies and, and the potential curses and potential health ramifications you're bringing upon yourself when you get a vaccine cultured off an aborted baby, which is also used in almost all of the COVID vaccines that that wick, wicked sick technology is used there. So this is this is what they want. They want somebody like her, where yeah, she's not dead from the from the first one. She was already really moving in a bad direction. She already had a fifteen hundred page medical file. Thanks to the vaccines and being in the medical system, you can't drug your body into good health. Can't vaccinate your body into good health. That was never meant for that anyway. And then you get to the point where now you start taking the kill shots. And that's a whole other level of wickedness and evil. And now she's having all kind of other problems. And she, I mean, her life expectancy is not very good, if you ask me. Unless God intervenes, you know. But this is what they want. They want either instant death or maximum suffering over a lifetime. And maximum uh, intervention by the medical so they can make the maximum amount of dollars off someone like her on the freaking cdc and dirty fauci's information line like i am not even looked at by them yet so keep that in mind when you're talking to people keep that in mind when you're watching and reading that people like me are far from being counted yet and I use the word yet because it will happen. It will happen somehow, some way. And <laughs> you don't know that. Last thing that I want to tell you about this conversation and this phone call was that she made it clear to me that the diagnosis on the paperwork doesn't matter. They read through, this is just what she said, they read through 
all of the paperwork. So I told her, I said, I've seen the paperwork. I've got 1,500 pages just from the last hospital stay alone. And she said that it is the nursing department's job to read through every page and that they don't go off of a diagnosis. They go off of notes. I'm sorry if my stories are chopping up. I have been cut off by Instagram multiple times now and my phone keeps closing. So uh -huh. I have a- Saying the wrong keywords. They don't want the truth out. They've got their AI, their automated intelligence monitoring these networks. So of course she's gonna get cut off. Way, way too much truth coming out from one of the former sheeple. And she's breaking free. She's actually starting to see the truth and they don't want her taking any of the other sheeple with her to the side of truth that this is going to be very shadow banned and a lot of you are not going to see it so i think i'm going to add all of the pieces together and make a video out of it and post it if you see the video please share it so that people out there know they can report their injury if you go to my main page and look under the highlight report injury again i changed my username it's not brett galvin anymore now it's mrs bg's my last name is galvin my husband goes by bgz so i just put mrs bg all of this that she's saying the text that she's saying is coming up on the screen so if you want to go back and actually access her pay her page it, she's even got it up here it's you're seeing the text on the screen okay so that's really smart on, on her part um Anyway, if you want to explore that further. Um, yeah, I got clever, right? So I'm going to make it a video. Please share it. Help other people. You have to. You, you can't post anything on social media unless you've got workarounds. You can't just post things that have to do with truth out in the open. I'm not even hardly ever up on that dummy Facebook account anymore. I don't have time. But I mean, when I do, I have to be extremely careful. It's not the wrong website. I don't use, if I use certain words, I put dashes between them. I mean, you know, they've got every kind of thought police AI thing up there that you can imagine. Because, you know, that satanic paradigm is just the norm now. That they can report it, they don't need to be scared, and that that's the process. And we're relying on 50 people, 50, to do their job yeah. for our sake. But then that's, then they got to kick it up to the what, like this at the CDC and all the other rigmarole. So that's, I mean, that slows it down even more, all by design. So I wanted to uh, uh, avail you guys to that. Then there's this one. Blasphemous comedian Heather McDonald collapsed on stage and fractured her skull after boasting about taking three COVID jabs. The flu, uh, plus the flu and the shingle shot, and then mocking Jesus. I don't mean to brag, I don't care, but I want you to know, double vaxxed, booster, flu shot. So she said double vaxxed, booster, flu shot. She's doing some thing at some comedy club, this witch Heather McDonald, this comedian. And um, she's kind of giving her little resume there about all this and real, real proud of all the kill shots and the wicked vaccine she's got. I don't care, but I want you to know, double vaxxed, booster, flu shot, and I'm going to be honest, I have the shingle shot too. And I still get my... These people cheering her on like it's some badge of honor. Period. What? Yes! She, so she still gets her period and, and she's acting all like provocative and because, oh, the people that got the COVID kill shot, it's um, all those reports of women having their cycles 
interfered with or stopping or having massive cycles or getting and that was on a lot of the people that were just the women that were around the vaxxed so she's glorying as the bible says glorying in her shame things she shouldn't be bragging about or being proud about she's up on stage in front of the whole world proudly proclaiming what a like a vaccine poster child would do for satan traveled went to mexico twice did shows meet and greets never got covid clearly jesus loves me the most so she says clearly jesus loves me the most in other words, all you other devils out there that had all these adverse events and all these things go wrong with you, I'm I'm, I'm triple vax. She said she got double vax with the booster. Got her shingle shot, got her flu shot, went around, did all this stuff. Nothing's happened to her. She still has her cycles. She's better than you. Jesus loves her the most because she's went through all this satanic, these satanic shots and she's still good to go. But then something happens here Jesus loves me the most seriously so nice so nice <laughs> today so literally do you notice how she, at the end there she's kind of starting to talk like we're kind of weird there well she you, you got to watch it I mean she literally right after she said um you know let me just play it again Jesus loves me the most I think that was uh Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. Yeah. So nice. So, so, nice. so nice. So now she's literally, it looks like it's part of the act because she's like looking up. She looks really weird and, and, and she starts stumbling to the left side. She's like kind of like looking up and then she just literally passes out and her head fractures off the back of the, um, uh, on the, uh, on the ground. I mean, she hit it hard. She, she, it wasn't like one of those things where, I mean, she went backwards, so she had no way of stopping herself, and I don't think she could have. She was totally, after she mocked, really mocked all the, the people that have gotten the kill shot, because Jesus loves her the most, and proudly, in all this haughty pride, glorying in her shame, then she literally stumbles back and, and falls on the back of her head, fractures her skull. And everybody thought it was funny because they thought it was part of her act. I mean, they were the same ones thinking it was funny that she um, uh, got all the kill shots and clapping for. So, you know, it doesn't really, that doesn't really surprise me. A sparkling example of when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I wanted just to play that for you, a little Hallmark um, moment there. And be careful, you know, what you say. Obviously, I don't think any of my listeners would do that. Just, you know. Um, literally after mocking Jesus, that happens. Um, and that was confirmed. That is not a, that is not a rumor that was on mainstream, even news that that happened and that she's been recovering and all this other stuff from the uh, fractured skull. Next one, doctor detects Mac, like computer addresses in COVID vaccinated individuals with Bluetooth applications. And we reported on this many, many times. This is just one more 
proof of this. 96 out of 112 patients who received the COVID vaccination, at least from this doctor, admitted a, at least from his findings, admitted a specific unique MAC address, which produced a Bluetooth signal, a Bluetooth compatible signal. 96 out of 112 from this one doctor. I'm going to go ahead and read this out because the audio for it is that one of those computer generated things. I don't know why anybody on God's green earth would put a computer generated computer voice as their voice for the report. I just, as soon as I hear those things, I just want to turn it off. That's all I want to do. So I'm just going to kind of give you the more of a cliff note version here. Dr. Luis Miguel Benito, a digestive physician and PhD in molecular biology, has recorded an experiment, excerpt of an experiment he he conducted, which has found that would appear to be mysterious MAC addresses detected in vaccinated individuals with Bluetooth applications. Although it may sound very futuristic, we have heard from Klaus Schwab, founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum, that human beings will soon receive a chip in their body in order to merge with the digital world. This was recorded in an interview with the Swiss channel RTS on the 10th of June. I've talked all about this. This is all part of the Great Reset. And COVID-19 was the basis for that in the in the in what really got you into the system, into the matrix, was the COVID kill shot, which you would be compatible with all the 5G communications that your smartphone would would give you updates any 5g base stations that you were around because of all the nanoparticles and graphene oxide in the body that is interacting with the 5g and soon to be 6g so um in the same interview when he asked when there would be implantable chips schwab replied certainly in the next 10 years first we will wear them on our clothes and then we can imagine that we will implant them in our brains and on our skin well it's gotten a little bit further down the road than that already uh Let's see. The Schwab said um, that COVID-19 is a rare but narrow window of opportunity to rethink, reinvent, and reset our world. And this is what it's all about, getting this nanotech, at least part of it, in our systems. Uh, This window of opportunity was created through the construction of the pandemic, which has essentially been a Trojan horse used to usher in Schwab's plans. Uh, Let's see. Um... Benito's, Dr. Benito's findings from his experiment conducted in the summer of 2021 uh, suggest that Schwab's plans for this fusion may have already become to fruition through the COVID gene therapy injections, uh, which according to Benito appear to install a MAC address inside individuals who have taken the job. The video recording will be linked at the end of this article. However, I've written out a transcript of the recording below and you can, uh, you can also view the recording as well. And this is the recording transcript. I'm going to tell you today the findings of the, of the summer, which go along the lines of what may be behind all this attempt to vaccinate everyone. Why so much interest in jabbing? What is the reason? I'm going to tell you. The international organizations that are also investigating this matter asked me for a brief report on what I had done during the summer. I'm going to read it to you as it is. I'm going to make glosses of what I'm saying. Uh, they're translating this into several languages. I say this probably because by the 31st, it's going to be made public or in other places or whatever. It's been hard for me to get, for me to get here to read it. Do you know why? Because it does weigh a little bit the fact of taking out, taking out the medical issue. I don't know, this is not written very, this is translated from another language. So I think this is why the, the English isn't that great. Um, let me just see here. Okay, so I'm going to get more to the nitty-gritty here. He says, um, 
this experiment arose from this reflection. Although there are many consultations during the summer of 2021, meaning in his office, in the afternoons, I was the only operative. There wasn't even administrative staff in the afternoons in that building that he was in, this doctor. Under my office, I occasionally parked in an ambulance from SUMA from the emergency service because they have a base there. Uh, most of the observations were carried out. Uh, I had patients listed every 20 minutes. Due to COVID measures, it was recommended that they come alone and, if possible, at the appointed time. Not before, because they want everybody away from one another, okay? Not before, after, before starting the consultation, I'd connect the Bluetooth application on my cell phone and invariably check that there was no device available to connect to in where he was at, in this building. There was no electronic device in range to connect to. That's what he was doing before the patients would come into the room. When a patient appeared often already up the stairs or at the beginning of the corridor, about 20 meters away from the practice on my cell phone, I could see one or two devices to connect to when, with Bluetooth that appeared, one or two or none. So how else can you explain this? If this guy's in his own office and nobody else is in the building and there's no other Bluetooth devices that he can connect to, then all of a sudden, every single, or almost every single time, like I said, 96 out of 112 or whatever, patients, they're within 30, is it 30 meters, 20 meters away. That's over 60 feet. He was picking them up on a cell phone as a Bluetooth connectable device. Nobody else was in the building. They were, they were appearing one by one because he wanted them to come in that way due to COVID protocols, but it was the perfect way to kind of perform this study uh then it goes on to say um on my phone i could check to see if bluetooth was detecting something or nothing and if it was something it it was a device with a mac address meet which stands for media access control code this is a unique identifier that electronic device manufacturers assign to a card or an item that can be networked after attending to the patient's medical requirements uh, I'd ask him whether or not he had been vaccinated for COVID. If the answer was affirmative, it was usually quick and without hesitation. And if it was negative, it also accompanied by certain wariness, if not anger at the question. A reaction that explained, a reaction that explained to me that in general, those who had wanted to be vaccinated had been subjected to some kind of social adverse situation. After reassuring the patients, whatever his response was, I'd write down on a sheet the answer he gave me. None of the 137 patients I asked refused to answer. If the answer was affirmative, I'd ask them what type of vaccine they had received and when and if they had had any adverse reactions. I then asked them if they had any cell phones or electronic devices such as wireless headsets or tablets on them, and if so, I asked them to turn it off for a moment. Now, that would explain why two devices were showing up, because most of them were probably carrying a smartphone, okay? So he was, he was asking them if they had any kind of electronic devices for them to turn it off. When they turn it off, on my cell phone, usually one of the devices that registered to Bluetooth would disappear. But one didn't, and that was the person themselves with their own unique Mac address because they had gotten that software installed when they got the kill shot. As I've said for over well over a year, this was going to be the case. 
of the 137 patients questioned, 112 said they had been vaccinated. How sickening to have that high of a rate. And 25 said they hadn't been. None of the patients who said they hadn't been vaccinated registered on my cell phone any device available for Bluetooth connection. So he had a control group of 25 that had not been vaccinated and none of them registered on the Bluetooth, on his Bluetooth, uh, available Bluetooth connection, having ensured the disconnection of their cell phone if they had one, meaning they had him turn off the phone and then there was no other connection because they weren't vaccinated and therefore they had not got the Mac operating system installed into their being, <laughs> into their body. In the 96 patients of the 112 who said they'd been vaccinated, 96 of the 112 having switched off their electronic devices if they were carrying them a mac code remained meaning they switched the cell phone off they were fully vaccinated 96 of the 112 after their cell phone was switched off the mac code the mac a mac code remained on the screen of my cell phone which i already noted in my notes next to the patient's medical history wow so you're getting i tell you it's the gift that keeps on giving you're getting all the graphene oxide, the spike protein, cultured off aborted babies or used in the manufacture of it. You're getting all this fun stuff. You're getting AIDS. I mean, you're getting um, the um, 5G operating Mac code system. All the nanotech, luciferase problem, I mean, all kind of fun stuff you're getting. Um, I interpreted that it was a code that the patient himself was carrying and that if, in fact, when he left the office leaving the building, it disappeared from my cell phone. I don't know how much better of an experiment you could have run than what this doctor did. With this simple observation throughout July and August, I've been able to verify one that 100% of the patients who say they aren't vaccinated don't raise any contact device with my cell phone via Bluetooth. But 86% of those who said they were vaccinated generated a MAC address, meaning COVID vaccinated, okay? Generated a MAC address on my cell phone. Unbelievable. But yet, total confirmation of what, we were, what we've reported on this over and over again. So yet just one more gigantic 900-pound gorilla in the room reason for you to not get this kill shot unless you want to be a cyborg because that's what a cyborg is it's part machine part human 96 out of um 112 patients have a bluetooth mac address according to this doctor who i don't know how he could have ran the experiment any cleaner he took his time he was methodical and that's what his findings are. So, wow. Unbelievable. Next report. Military lawyer says genetic changes from vaccine are creating a new species under the law. It's a new species. Well, you're, you're a cyborg, part, part machine, part human. Okay. And then you've got all the genetic gene editing going on. You've got genes being deleted. You've got genes being altered. You're not fully human anymore. And you're a cyborg. What's not to like? Okay, so I'm going to um, put the 
Military lawyer says genetic changes from vaccine create new human species under law. I'm going to put that on hold for a sec because um, <clears throat> I just checked uh, the YouTube thing. And yes, UN planes have been spotted in North Bay. Now, this is what my listener had told me. And this is only a 20 sec second video. I'll go ahead and play it. And it's a lady literally like right off the tarmac uh, documenting this. Hello guys, it's Jose. I'm in North Bay reporting on this really cold, cold, cold day. And I just noticed here because a lot of people are saying... So she's got, she's showing her, her face and then she's showing this thing. Now she's got her camera. I, I, I don't, I don't have a smartphone, but I know that you can't, you got to record a certain way or everything's like reversed, but they're, they're UN airplanes or the one is for sure. And, um right on the tarmac un planes north bay ontario um uh, i guess february 19th so this was yesterday um maybe they were un troops there you go notice the second airplane sorry the second airplane has where the UN is on the first, the second airplane has it blacked out. And maybe that's the way, what they wanted for this first one, but they hadn't got, or maybe it came off. I don't know. The the black, I don't know if it's paint or whatever that they put over the other one. That looks suspicious. Okay, so that, I mean, really, really short video. But now I go to check the comments below. Uh, one guy says, told you all, next stop, US of A. Texas is ready. Hope everyone else is too. Uh, then I think this explains another comment. I, I think this explains why a lot of the police, meaning the police, I believe in the Ottawa area at the trucker thing, had nothing to identify them except numbers on helmets. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Another one says this matches the definition of treason in my mind. I mean, my word, this, this video's already got. 363,000 plus views. Okay. So, um, and it was just posted today. And these, I mean, like every comment has, this one has 307 replies, the one about Texas. Um, so it's getting a lot of, this was actually in my YouTube thing under videos to like, uh, I, I might be interested in. Another person said, this makes sense why some of them, meaning the police at Ottawa, who were the bad guys, didn't seem like humans. That was and is a taste of what's to come next. The fact that he needed to out an outside force to cause the inside. What? To cause the inside wasn't with it. I'm not sure what they're, uh, the way people post comments, it's like, do you ever proofread things? I mean, I, I kind of understand what you're trying to say, but um, didn't it seem like humans? That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, so I've heard weird things about these UN troops. I've been hearing whispers of weird things about them already. Now, that doesn't mean they're, that they're not human, but it could just mean that they're incredibly cold and soulless because they've been absolutely brainwashed in some type of communistic mindset okay that that might be what and that's what you would expect from someplace like china or these places uh 
let this be a lesson to all Americans. Never give up your guns and always protect your Second Amendment. These are just different comments. Uh, some of the police have no badges, meaning at Ontario, the trucker thing. I figured this was coming. Yep. I've, I've been warning about this with the, with the Chinese troops in Canada. And I think what they're on, obviously they're not going to just have a whole bunch of Chinese troops going down the middle of Ontario, uh, goose stepping in full Chinese gear. They're going to, they're going to come in as subtle as, as they can make them, you know, so people won't, you know, put two and two together or, or they'll, it's like easing you in. Uh, let's see. Ottawa is one of the handful of Canadian municipalities signed on with the UN Strong Cities Initiative. Yes. So they can they can get aid from the UN if whatever. Um, no badges or badge numbers, blatant disregard for citizens' rights. I mean, I, I reported on all the atrocities and some of the atrocities going on there earlier in part one. So, um, wow. Anyway, I wanted to go, I wanted to throw that in here. I'm running out of time on this part, but... Uh, I thought that was really important. I covered that really quick. Also, before I go to the next article, another thing popped into my head. Um, I've been, you know, I've been following this Freedom Convoy thing, obviously, since it started. And I've kind of been waiting for the way it would play out and, and where this... And, and again, I kind of, I think I'm, we're seeing a lot of the end game stuff with this whole thing that Trudeau's trying to pull off. Um, with, I believe, these the Chinese troops and the UN peacekeepers, what, uh, I think they're going to become more and more of a factor. And they're using this as an excuse to bring them in. Um, I think that part of it was to lure people in so they could establish a database. They, I'm sure they got facial recognition. They've got all the real diehard troublemakers now in their database, from the truckers to the people that were there. Now, I'm not saying God's not bigger. I'm not saying God can't intervene. And I'm not saying what they did is wrong. I'm not. It's just I'm talking purely from a satanic standpoint, from a Trudeau-type standpoint. So they got now they got this big database. Another thing that they were doing, though, was to determine what cops were going to go along with this and what weren't. Because I know and initially some of these cops were kind of going along with it and then they were like, I'm not going to do this. This is ridiculous. I'm not. And then they started aiding the truckers. Well, that's all being duly noted as well. And I think all of this is kind of been a beta test in order to establish the database of the, of the truckers, of the protesters, and also the cops that will and won't go along. And to establish how many of these foreign troops do we need to bring in to actually get the job done and to make their life living hell once, this, once we're able to disperse this thing. Now, I know that's coming from a really negative aspect. I'm talking if you're looking at it purely from like a, a dictatorship Trudeau standpoint. So a lot to pray about, but um, I'll, I'm going to go to the next report now. Okay, so, and I just saw one other thing. It was another video of, of another person up there on the tarmac filming the UN planes coming in. Uh, that He got a, even a better shot than the one lady that was reported on earlier. So they're definitely there. Yeah, but there's a lot of people reporting on this stuff. There, there's tons of this guy. I just found him Mr. Sunshine Baby. One word on YouTube. He's got a lot of really, it looks like, very short, to-the-point, concise videos on what's going on in Canada right now. Okay, so let's try to get this, this next video in. A military lawyer 
says genetic changes from vaccine are creating a new human species under law. I mean, no big deal. No, no big deal. Now, this is a this is from LifeSite. So the guy that's interviewing him, they're just doing like the crucifix, sign of the cross thing. Uh, very, very Catholic oriented. Um, so bear that in mind. I'm skipping over that part. And um, uh, we'll just kind of get to the interview itself. Amen. So, Todd, just um, an absolutely unbelievable thing is is happening. If you could explain to our viewers what, first of all, tell us about your case. I guess maybe we can frame everything about your case. Tell us about your case and uh, what you're doing in it, and we'll move forward from there. In August. So this is a guy named John Henry. is joined by attorney Todd Callender, uh, who explains how the COVID pandemic has turned us into lab rats subject to a nefarious gene therapy experiment. Um, and it's the John Henry Weston show, but the guy's a staunch Catholic, it looks like. Of last year, 2021, um, the military mandates came down. The Secretary of Defense issued an order that all military whatsoever, active reserves, National Guard, all had to become vaccinated. Um, I use the term vaccinated only because it's simple and everybody knows what we're talking about. That mandate actually can't exist in the law because the Secretary of Defense is the one who made it. This has all been done before. Uh, in the anthrax scenario, about 20 years prior, where they tried something very similar, uh, my co-counsel in the case actually prevailed. And, and as a result of that came some new law. In particular, um, at issue is the informed consent rights. So here we have... Uh, Phase three clinical trial, to be very clear about this, none of these mRNA adenovirus vaccines, again, um, are FDA approved. They are emergency use authorization, which means that informed consent requirements come into play. In other words, nobody can force you to become a lab rat. So here comes this order from the Secretary of Defense requiring everybody to enjoin into this, um, this experiment, uh, 1.8 million people to be exact. At the same time, a lot of service members were complaining that uh, I've already had the bug. In fact, 200,000 or so military had, had expected to uh, make that defense, which is actually part of uh, military regulations as to why not to get this. So we, we filed suit on a, on a number of grounds, number one of which is that this has already been addressed in 10 U.S.C. 1107 coming out of the, the anthrax case, which says only the president of the United States has the ability to waive service members' rights to informed consent. Not the Secretary of Defense, not anybody else. So the order itself is illegal. On top of that, there are specific exemptions entered into Army regulations, some of which go back to 1908, that talk about prior immunity. That one goes back to 1908. Um, disability, religious um, beliefs, and finally administrative. If you're not gonna stay in the military, then, then what's the point of doing this? All of those were disregarded, all of them. So then we looked at, you know, how did we get here and, and why are we here? Uh, what is the emergency, first and foremost, because this has got a tremendously high survivability rate, even today. And back then it was 99.98% or something along that line. Um, not even taking into consideration, we're talking about military people who are fit as a function of their job, go through annual physicals, uh, you know, aren't allowed uh, to, to be unhealthy effectively, suffer diseases. So there was really no reason that we could quantify as to why this would take place in the first place. But we filed a lawsuit against the Department of Defense, Health and Human Services, and the FDA in, in an attempt to, number one, stop this, 
getting an injunction or asking for one. And number two, calling into question the, the reasoning behind bringing a mass experiment to the market when there were already efficacious drugs, 37 of them we came to find that could treat the, the malady. At this point now, your clientele is huge. You're, you're representing how, how many people in, in, the, in the army and military, in, in the military? So the entirety of the military, it appears it's somewhere around 400,000 people. Our case was uh, dismissed on procedural grounds on the 18th. We're filing a notice of appeal. We haven't had our day in court. And by the way, all we were asking for in this anyway was a declaratory judgment. We wanted the judge to tell the military to follow their own laws. But 400,000 people or so. This is a huge case, but what it led you to find is, I could say, even more stupendous. It's more mind-blowing than just the, they're not following their own rules. They're, the president has to do a waiver. They're just doing it anyway. We've interviewed all sorts of uh, military men and women. I uh, just had on a Navy commander, Rob Green, who was telling me that, you know, despite his filing for religious exemption, they were denying everything. They're doing a pro forma thing, which is ridiculous. A whistleblower has shown that they're not taking anything seriously. Uh, and these are good, faithful men who are giving for their country, giving these offering their lives for their country, and they're forcing them to take this experimental jab, which for many of them is abhorrent because it's abortion tainted. And uh, we've, we've done shows on that as well. But what did it lead you to find that is so hair-raising about uh, gene therapy and what this really is? In all cases, you're always trying to figure out what the defense is going to be. So you can get ahead of it. We did quite a bit of research in so much that we were largely ignored by the DOD. Uh, for a long time, and so we started looking around. Is there, is there any other way that they could defend this? Because very clearly, they were not getting anybody's consent. They were coercing, threatening, um, taking punitive actions towards the service members, all in violation of the law. The Nuremberg Code was brought into the Uniform Code of Military Justice in 1957. Very clearly, the DOD is violating all those rules. So it made us think: what, what possibly could be there? And it turns out that circa 2001. Um, the, the DOD, NASA, other agencies started down this road of genetic modification. We also came to find that the informed consent requirements are significantly less. And so that made us think, you know, maybe that's the defense is that, you know, this is experimental. It is gene modification therapy, otherwise known as gene therapy. So maybe we're just off on our legal analysis. And that's what this is really about. And I think that it is. So Let's it's one big mass experiment on humanity without your informed consent at all. They're just hoping that, you know, you're going to be pressured and coerced and browbeat into taking the kill shot and not do the research. Stop there for a second, because I want to right mm -hmm. away dispel the, you know, the, the charges of falsehood, because there are charges of falsehood. Everybody's saying, oh, they're calling it gene therapy. Give me a break. So let's just go to this clip of the head of Bayer, uh, telling Bill Gates and all sorts of high-profile um, uh, leaders, world leaders, that this indeed is gene therapy and that nobody would have accepted it before COVID, but now they all have. Take a look. The mRNA vaccines uh, are an example for that uh, cell and gene therapy. I always like to say, if we had surveyed two years ago uh, in the public, would you be willing to take a uh, uh, gene, th gene or cell therapy and inject it into your body, we would have probably had a 95% refusal rate. I think uh, this pandemic has also opened many people's eyes to, to innovation in the way that uh, was maybe not possible before. 
So, Todd, tell us, in addition to this being uh, mentioned on display, you have documents that show that uh, Pfizer or Moderna, they're admitting themselves that this is gene therapy. Is that not correct? Yes, and they've never hidden it. From the very beginning, they said that they were going to use lipid nanoparticles to deliver RNA or, or uh, messenger RNA or even synthetic DNA fragments. Um, to the, the user for the purpose of making that user's body create spike proteins. By, that by itself is, is gene therapy. So now that we've dispelled that this is just, you know, some kind of imaginary thing, let's return to that NASA document. First of all, what, what year is that NASA document from? 2001, Future Strategic Issues, Future Warfare, circa 2025. This is from 2001. So in 2001, they're projecting to 2025, which we're coming up to now, about these kinds of things. Give us, if you will, their sort of uh, their mindset from uh, 2001 when the U.S. military, uh, excuse me, NASA is looking at this. It, it, and it is. It's a combination of NASA and other agencies, including DARPA and, well, for instance, the NASA Langley Research Center. That's part of the, the CIA. This is a combined effort. There's a few things that, that I take away from reading this, aside from the fact that it goes on for 113 pages, um, and, and that's just a PowerPoint. It's, it's actually not, not written text in the traditional sense. It, it's all about threat assessment. It's all about how, uh, how is somebody else going to kill us and how are we going to kill them? And you take away from this thing, um, there is no survivability. The technology is such that both sides, every, every side, <laughs> is is going to end up killing everybody. Um, the, the part that disturbs me most about it is that the author uses a whole lot of exclamation marks. So, yay, we have directed energy weapons, exclamation mark. We have nanotechnology. It's next generation by 2020. Uh, it just no shows you it's straight, straight from Satan to you. This, this military NASA DARPA type plan document is just about how all this mutually assured destruction, how humanity is going to be wiped. And this is why the Bible says that unless God had shortened those days, there was no, there'd be no flesh spared or left alive. God had to shorten the days. He, it's almost like speeding up time, it feels like, um, lest no flesh would be spared. And, and this, is, this is Satan. See, this just shows you the hoof prints of Satan um, regarding this wonderful document that NASA has brought us, that's that's the goal. The ultimate goal is to wipe out all humanity because we're created in God's image and Satan's trying to do and lash out and do whatever he can in order to get back at God for kicking him out of heaven, even though he was the one that rebelled. I mean, he's so deluded in his own mind, he actually thinks he's going to win this, I guess. I don't know. Or he's got enough people con and his minions con into thinking that i don't know i don't know exactly what their mindset is but uh it's just this is just evidence that it's you know a satanic plot you will be able to escape it um it talks about all of those things in, including um you know effectively the bionet of things harnessing people's uh, humanity harvesting their their being into uh, beyond what they call beyond artificial intelligence. I, I think that's where we're going right now. And then they compare the whole thing to our planet being a spaceship. The, the, this is its own microcosm, and uh, and we're stuck here. And by the way, we better. He's he's li they're literally showing all 113 pages of this NASA doc document in kind of like rapid succession. 
this PowerPoint presentation in the background. I mean, you could literally stop. I mean, it's going like a page a second, but you could stop any one of these and, and, and look at what they were getting into in this NASA document, this PowerPoint presentation. Um, it's just unbelievable. Something about the, the population because there's too many of us, not enough resources. All of this is predicated on really one thing, and that <clears throat> to me is um, the absence of spirituality, the absence of God. This of is all about man's creations. Yes. This is about men killing. And remember, this is Satan's plan, and then God has his plan. So this isn't something I'm going to read and wring my hands and, you know, be like Debbie Downer Tavares or whatever. We're all going to die. We're going to die tomorrow. I mean, again, if 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 all of Debbie's things had come to pass, and I'm not saying what she gets into is 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 um wrong, but there's no you listen to somebody like Debbie Tavares, Deborah Tavares, there's no hope at all. I mean, we're just it's 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 very um doom and gloom. You know, I don't think that woman's ever cracked a joke in her life. I, I just, just not the impression I get. I mean, it is absolutely doom and gloom of the most serious nature. Um, don't crack a smile. Don't whatever. I, there's hardly ever any mention of, of the Lord Jesus Christ at all, if there is ever, in her uh, teachings. And it's, it's all about how we're going to die and how she's going to show us the newest thing, how they're trying to kill us. And her remedies are... Are almost non-existent it's just here's what's happening and you know it's all man-centered really which is how a lot of people in alternative media whether they're christians or not present things and this is why i try to interject a lot of scripture and always get everybody pointed back to the lord jesus christ and the word of god the king james bible okay that's why i try to constantly reorient with scripture and that you know focusing on the word of god focusing in on drawing nigh to god he'll draw nigh unto us these types of things the promises in the bible in precatory prayers like psalm 64 where um you're praying for god's protection and you're praying for god to judge the wicked because when god judges the wicked good things always happen and people get saved uh that's i think the the tact the tack we need to take as as Christians, not wringing our hands and oh we're gonna die and, and it's gonna listen. If Satan has hit Satan had his way, 1984 George Orwell's 1984 would have been a literal reality. The book was meant to actually be transpiring in that regard in the year 1984, and we're not even there yet. And it's you know so so many years later. So um, always bear that in mind. God is in control men and you walk away from it um or at least i did fairly depressed to think that somebody put this time energy and effort into trying to figure out how to kill as many people as they could it is truly unreal the analogy to the spaceship and then they've said how um they're adding too many people to the spaceship and we need to do something about that so population control is built right into the system and it, it's really a, it really does show the mindset but where did you go from there, knowing their mindset, knowing that this is a, a sort of uh, outlook from the U.S. militarily, but different government organs in the U.S.? Where did you go from there in your research? The predicate to this whole thing is that nowhere in here really does it talk about 
peace. Instead of threatening each other, the, the presumption is that there's going to be a war, massive casualties in stores. And, and here that talks about, you know, why don't we try something else, like, you know, getting along or something along those lines. Um, so we ended up looking at, at a variety of other things, including what is the law around this, being lawyers. Um, and there actually isn't hardly any. Um, along comes a case in 2013, however, that relates to um, intellectual property rights as it relates to synthetic DNA. Um, in particular, it's a, it's a myriad genetics case, and I don't know if you've seen it, um, but I can cite it exactly if you prefer. And it is called the Association for Molecular Pathology versus Myriad Genetics. So and what's it about? So this is about um, the intellectual property rights developed by the use of mRNA in particular. Okay. And what happens to the synthetic, synthetic genome as a result of that? This is an argument over intellectual property rights in the new genome that they create from genetic therapy, genetic modification. Right. And presumably they're talking about lab animals that they're going to modify their genes. That's right. In this particular case, mice. Um, it, it, it wanders into a variety of things. And I guess that's the point. It's that uh, They look at this as... Whether it's a human or mice or anything else, it's almost irrelevant. Um, there are humanized mice. Right? They use them in, in labs all the time to test new drugs. So um, we're, chimeras already exist, and they don't differentiate a genome to them as a genome. What did the courts rule? This is a, and this is a U.S. Supreme Court decision already. That's right. This is what we call good law, meaning it's already happened. There is no higher court. This is the decision of the court. The only thing that can happen as a result of this is people follow it as law, or if the legislature doesn't like it, then, then the legislature theoretically has the power to change it, and they do on occasion. So in this particular case, the holding is what really bothers me. It's on page six, about halfway down, and the sentence begins with, it is also. So it states, it is also possible to create DNA synthetically through the process similarly well-known in the field of genetics. One such method begins with an mRNA molecule and uses the natural bonding properties of nucleotides to create a new synthetic DNA molecule. And, and that's it. So you can't, in the, in the world of intellectual property, you, you cannot um, patent something that already exists in nature. If you change that, however, into something synthetic, that new genome is in fact patentable. You, you are creating chattel property, intellectual property rights in that new genome, and that's what this case holds. Now, this is the same kind of thing we're doing uh, with the vaccines, because they are mRNA vaccines, both the Pfizer and Moderna. And so if you can explain, what is that? And is that actually creating sort of a new genome within us, within people who take the vaccine? So not sort of, it, it does. So the Supreme Court case says it. if you use messenger RNA to create a synthetic genome, that new genome is your intellectual property rights. That's, that's the holding of the case. Right. Um, We've said that before. That you're you're taking their patented product inside you, and I'm sure there's multiple patents. Your your genetics are being changed, your genes are being deleted, all this stuff's going on from the kill shot. And because you have their patented product inside you now, they can claim and lay right to you as a human on a certain level of ownership. Because you're carrying around their patented product in you that you agreed to roll up your sleeve and get injected into you. And here's an attorney confirming that. So I've heard people say, well, maybe it's just the synthetic DNA in that new genome 
that is, uh, you know, the intellectual property rights. How does one separate that? If these shots, which we now know, right. go throughout your entire body, they're not stuck in your arm. They go everywhere. Right. And if they're genetically modifying billions of your cells, that's the plan. Well, then how does one separate billions of cells from the other billions of cells? No. The, the simple reality is those that took these shots, the messenger RNA ones, for sure, according to this document, are now the chattel property of the patent holders. This is totally not come up for discussion right now. But actually, in documents you sent me, it has come up for discussion before. That's what I found so fascinating. Uh, a document uh, that you sent over that is from the UK Ministry of Defense, along with the German Ministry of Defense, actually takes this up. I'm going to read a, a rather lengthy quote from it uh, and then get your reaction to it, because I, I found this just incredible that I think it was from 2011. They did envision this very thing and what to do about it. This is, of course, uh, in defense, uh, talking about um, defense and the, therefore soldiers and so on. And that, of course, your case is taking up the soldiers' cases. But here's what they said. Um, so it, this, the document explains, by the way, this is a document put out by the UK Ministry of Defense in partnership with Germany's Bundeswehr Office for Defense Planning. I have, it, I have played the video for this document he's showing on screen right now. I believe two times in previous broadcasts. Actually says, human rights and property law are examples of legal fields which may need to adapt as technologies become integrated with rather than merely used by people. <clears throat> people have legal rights and machines do not, but human augmentation will make it increasingly difficult to adopt this binary approach mm -hmm. as machines are integrated with our bodies, potentially at a molecular level. And that's, you're a cyborg. That's what a cyborg is, part human, part machine. You're not fully human anymore. I mean, you're not fully human anymore just because you're a cyborg. But then you go into the DNA aspects. You, you go into how they're deleting genes. You go into how it's modifying our DNA. You're not fully human anymore on a number of different levels now. So what are your rights? I mean, what are your, where do you fall? You have to have a whole separate classification. They, they're... It's another reason why they want to do this. <laughs> Which is exactly what we're talking about. As an example, they give that is the discussion about possibilities that humans may become cyborgs in the future. The term has many mythical, metaphorical, and technical connotations, but it reflects the idea that humans no longer merely used machines. We increasingly depend on them for our most human-like activities. Then it goes on and says... Ownership of human augmentation technologies and the data they use and collect will need to be carefully considered. If implants become integral parts of our bodies, for example, people who wear pacemakers, uh, often they do not have any rights to access data gathered and transmitted by these devices. Within the European Union, this problem is uh, in part managed by the privacy law uh, general data protection regulation, GDPR, which regulates access to personal data. It's incredible that they envisioned this back then because they knew that they're going to get into this kind of gene therapy, gene modification, that it's going toward uh, super soldiers or augmenting their military and then finding out what that will mean. And yet here, we've done it on a global scale without this discussion really taking place.
Yeah, a global scale, still phase three clinical trials. So the entirety of, of the user populations, billions of people, are effectively lab rats. Uh, I, I'm unaware of any of them getting proper informed consent for the, for the law. Uh, and, and I don't even know if anybody cares. It's really quite remarkable. In what you reference, I think, is part three of that particular document, it, it asks questions about ethics. You know, should we be considering these things? The horse is already out of the barn. It already happened. And so you can tell, going back to the NASA document, the 2001 document, this was a plan. Right? This this didn't just happen. They've been planning it for a long time, and the military seemingly has been doing genetic modification experiments since 2005 on their soldiers with very limited informed consent requirements. There are a separate set of informed consent requirements. The only uh, the only thing that's come out of U.S. law that I think has any bearing whatsoever on this, I think, take that back too. Number one is the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act that came out a few years ago. Um, and that's great. You can't discriminate against somebody based on their genetic information. It doesn't talk at all about how about not genetically modifying people or giving them a choice in the matter. Secondarily, when you look at the law and the totality of it around the planet, it all seems to be based on environmental protection. The, the focus, Australia's is a good example, focuses on if there's an inadvertent spill and we didn't intend to, to genetically modify you know, some cows over in this field or whatever the case may be, um, that's their concern. Not, not whether or not somebody has a voice in this or an interest in doing it to themselves. It's a foregone conclusion. And you find that in, in the 2001 document from NASA. All of this is happening irrespective of our desires. Here Okay, so more breaking stuff. And I, I hate to put this in here. I mean, we are talking about the kill shot and this has to do with that, but this, just broke uh, riot gear squad in the UN. The the this is in the uh, Ontario, Canada, where the trucker stuff's going on. Uh, the riot gear squad that's there is UN NATO hired goons. So let's go ahead and, and listen to this gentleman. Hello, fellow Canadians. My name is Marcel Ernie, Ernie Racing News, February twentieth, twenty twenty two. I have received news that the UN has arrived in Ottawa. In fact, they have been there for quite some time because the riot gear squad, they are not Canadians. In fact, they are speaking German because they are from the UN and from NATO. Now think about it. If they were gonna just, I'm not saying the Chinese aren't there, but who would, if you were the UN, if you were Satan, and you were trying to get UN troops on the streets. You wouldn't put them out there with the blue hats and put a whole bunch of Chinese guys on them. That, that'd be way too 900-pound gorilla in the room-ish. What you would do is oh, maybe have them in some nebulous uniforms with some numbers on their helmets and, and have them look like your average Canadian, like a German would, okay? Granted, they're not going to be speaking Canadian, but they're probably being told to kind of keep their mouth shut. But obviously, you can't have them fully keep their mouth shut. If you are trying to find a way to satanically break the ice and condition your people to have foreign troops on your soil in Canada, German troops would probably be a pretty good place to start. And I think that's why that's been the case. I have many reports to confirm this. Please be aware that they are not there for the benefit of the people. This is an attempt by the people operating the government to cling to their power they thought was theirs. It was not theirs. It never was. It is our power that we granted them so that they may act in our benefit. However, it is important to know that the time has come to stand our ground, not to fight, but to stand in peace. 
These people from the UN may try to instigate violence or provoke you to anger. This is why they are running over us with horses and pushing against us. Please do not fall for it. Stand your ground, but do it peacefully. Protect what is rightfully yours, your freedom. The time for accountability is coming, but first we must protect our people. We must stand united for one another. Stand for the freedom of all the people who have been harmed and trespassed against, for they deserve justice for what has been done to them. We all deserve justice for how we have been lied to and deceived. So let us stand united wherever you are for the freedom of all people across the planet, for truth, for justice, and most importantly, for freedom. Okay, so we have that. Okay, so I'm about out of time here, and I'm just going to do these two parts for today. I, I covered most of what I wanted to get through today. Um, we covered a lot of ground. Uh, so the the last one, I just, I've been getting these, and I, I like to kind of read them every once in a while. Another um, silver COVID testimony plus more. Uh, it's from a, a listener. Um and he says hi scott i ordered a six pack of the silver the five thousand part per million silver seems like the best deal oh yeah it probably is the best deal i i, I tell people the best overall strength for the money is five thousand part per million in vive and if you order a six pack then if you do it on the dr dr hyphen johnson.com website now if you type that into the thing It'll switch over to another website now. That's and Vive had to do that because they were trying to censor the site. It's 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 all legit. Um, I've never, I mean, literally, I've been dealing with this company for I don't know, fifteen years. They've never done anybody wrong. Okay, it's it's never, and I would correct it if any if it ever came to that. Okay, um, but um, it's it, yeah, I'd say the six pack of the five thousand is for the money the best deal it's even better than the ten thousand because i think they just do a lot more volume of the five thousand so uh that's the best deal and um so he bought a six-pack when my wife and i became ill in late december last year everyone around us here in toronto toronto canada was testing positive for covid which doesn't mean much yeah but we were very sick and my wife is pregnant after weeks of being sick and hacking coughs and fevers and the silver arrived and we both began taking it about uh 10 drop doses multiple times per day and that's a pretty light dose for if you're sick okay but again it's so much more powerful than let's say 20 part per million this is 5,000 parts per million okay that a little bit goes a long way he says after two days the main symptoms have, have lifted and we both started to recover from this long drawn out illness it was god sent but I noticed other effects from the silver. I had these marks that had been forming on my back behind my where my heart is. Um, for years, these marks, so on his actual back, um, for years, these marks have been slowly growing. I also had sharp pain around my heart, which figured I figured was some sort of infection. Well, potentially, yeah, it could happen. However, when I went to our wonderful socialist hospitals, <laughs> I was told nothing was wrong. Uh, the number one questions everyone here is asked is who needs help, but they, but doesn't get it, but it doesn't get, are you sure you're not high on drugs or just paranoid? Um, I think that's just how they, if you present them something that, you know, they don't 
whatever process, they're going to say, are you sure you're not high on drugs and just paranoid? Our healthcare system is broken. The abnormal amount of phlegm I was coughing up coincided with the dissipation of the chest pains and the gradual healing of the marks on my back. So that would really make me think it was more lung related. So it was some maybe deep seated, deep lung infection that was causing the chest pains most likely and um because he was he was coughing up the phlegm and it coincided with the dissipation of the chest pain yeah and the gradual healing the the marks on his back gradually healed i've never heard a testimony like this but it's pretty cool my wife uh my pregnant wife is also thriving. It's common for women to fear taking strong cures while pregnant. She had no side effects as promised and is better than ever. Now, Invive's told me, here's what I say. This is what Invive told me to say. Uh, and I'll just read it to you. Regarding pregnant women taking the Invive. Okay. Um, let me just read it to you because I've got it saved in a signature here. Uh, boy, I'm really over on time, but I think I've got enough time to... Okay, uh, if somebody asks about it, the FDA compels us to put up this notice. These statements have not been evaluated by Food and Drug Administration. These materials and products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, pre prevent disease. These products, meaning the Invive, are allowed to be used as dietary supplements, and our silver product is the only silver formula that is grandfathered as a pre-1938 drug. It's actually It was actually classified that pre-1938. Even though it's not a drug, it was classified as that. And therefore can be used for any disease cure prior to 1938. Takeover of America's food and drug supply by the FDA. Now, if you want to know more about that, you can key in Dr. Scott Johnson, Mild Silver Protein on YouTube. Okay? Actually, I even give you a link here, I think, near the end. But it's colloidal silver, mild silver protein, it's history juice. I, I get into all the... Pre-1938 FDA garbage and stuff. And give you its history. Um, question. Is it okay to get pregnant? Uh, to get pregnant on a maintenance dose? I don't think the maintenance dose gets you pregnant. But to is it okay for a pregnant person? It should be on a maintenance dosage of um, a half to one teaspoon a day of the 5,000 part per million for a year to help my, get my immune system on track. Answer. Now, this is from Invive. Yes, but we cannot state that because if the child is malformed, God forbid, we do not want the silver to be blamed. Okay, so we have to say do not take the silver while pregnant or nursing. Uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. Okay, I've never seen it hurt anybody. Um, the only thing that, that's gonna, that could potentially happen is you're going to have a massive Herxheimer effect if you're loaded with Candida. And yeast, candida slash yeast, you know, same thing basically. Um, yeah, you can go through a really bad herx. You need to drink a ton of water. Tell people start out slow. Some women can only take a drop a day of the five thousand. So you gotta, you know, drink a lot of water, purified water. Start out slow if you're if you think you're loaded with candida, because um, it's really really powerful. Question: I was wondering what you recommend for taking silver while pregnant. My wife just found out we are expecting our third child. She's also had what we think is the flu, chills, diarrhea, body aches. Since Monday, I'd like to try the silver. Answer. This is from Invive. We cannot recommend taking colloidal silver while pregnant, nor before when the child is two years old. Because if for any reason there's a birth defect. Now, granted, if he's two years old, the birth defect thing's kind of a, out the window. But uh, if for any reason there's a birth defect, the silver could be blamed. And the wonderful product will be destroyed for all the nations on the earth. So... 
anyway, uh, I just figured I'd read that while while we're going down that road. Um, uh, let's see. I gotta finish this out here. Uh, but it, it, he said my wife is pregnant. It's also thriving. Um, she had no side effects from the silver. It's better than ever. I, I can't say how appreciative I am of you and what you've done by publishing these free protocols and medical treatments like in Vive. I know God has your rewards for such a charity. Stored up. Come. Thank you, man. Uh, God bless you. Um, and again, I just post the website there. Dr. Hyphen symbol or dash symbol johnson.com. Then again, I didn't do it last week because it was a one part study. We really didn't talk about anything on the COVID end, but it's the recommended protocol for COVID 19 and the shedding from the COVID vax. And I'm, I'm updating this, you know, every two, three weeks, every month. I'm, I'm adding to typically add more stuff to it. And it's my full protocol because I don't just say, just take the silver. I mean, you need to, there's a lot of other things you should do to build up your immune system so that hopefully you don't even need to take the silver because it's the most expensive thing I carry. So I'm trying to, you know, save people money so they only maybe need it when necessary. Now, some people, they just they just need it every day. They just take it every day and that seems to be the only thing they need and that's cool. If that's cool with you, um, that's fine. I'm, I'm just, I like take a little more balanced approach, but everybody's different. Some people, it seems like that's all they need. They, they're good on the other stuff, so. All right, so I'm way over in time. God bless you, and Lord willing, we will see you next week.